Welcome to Matter of Principles, a podcast from the Association of Washington School Principals. We've got some original podcasts in our feed. The podcast you're about to hear is the audio from an episode of AWSP TV, our talk show for principals. Make sure to tune in to our live episodes and catch all of our shows by subscribing to our YouTube channel. In the meantime, enjoy the audio from this episode of AWSP TV. Well, welcome to another episode of AWSP TV. I'm here in studio with Kevin Carroll today. Kevin, glad you're here. Thanks absolutely. for being with us. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate yeah. it. I'm thrilled absolutely. to be here. Thrilled. Absolutely. Good deal. Well, so a lot of our members had an opportunity to meet you and um, hear your message at Summer Conference, but um, we got a pretty big audience. And tell us a little bit about Kevin. Who's, who's Kevin Carroll? Yes, who's Kevin Carroll, <laughs> right? So, you know, one of the things that I always like to tell people now I'm this author and speaker and a change agent, mm -hmm. but I was a student and I was a student who believed that school was a safe place. Mm -hmm. And so when I was a child growing up with dysfunction and upheaval and disappointment and abandonment and addiction in my life because of my parents, school was this place that was an amazing safe place for me. And the faculty and staff, custodians, food service workers, everyone in the building poured into me and recognized that I was dealing with some difficult. And so I always say I'm a mosaic of many people who really helped me. And because of going to school and the public library and sports, I like to say it saved my life. And you know, I really am thrilled when I get a chance to talk to um, faculty, staff, but especially the leadership within a building, within a school building, because they need to understand that they matter. And how they show up each day is reflected through their staff and faculty and, the, and, the, and all the people who work within the building. And so my principal, Mr. Hamilton, was amazing. I still remember him from school. And you know he actually followed me to high school, too. So we had a long relationship. <laughs> Mr. Hamilton knew a lot, probably too much about me and stuff. And also, um, he knew that I was that kid that always had some creative ideas and was always maybe up to something a little uh -huh. bit. So he checked on me from time to time. But, but I know that um, because of the love and care and, and the uh, amount of attention they gave me, and not in a way that it was because I needed more, they just recognized that I had potential. Mm. And because they recognized I had potential, I, I relished in that and, and just reveled in that and grew in that. And it really made a big difference in my life and in my journey. I know that. So when I got a chance to go back to my elementary school, my junior high school and my high school, both my universities to speak, it was so, I just can't even begin to tell you the honor I felt mm. being able to go back into the hallways that I walked but also to speak to the faculty and staff there, but also the students. I got to speak to all the students at both those, all those locations. It was amazing. And to tell them that I sat in those seats, I know the challenges you might be facing, but I'm here to tell you that you are surrounded by people who believe in you and want to lift you up. And so game on, it's your challenge to raise your game. So yeah, that's you know a bit of my story just for people to understand, especially from a context standpoint, that. That's why I'm here at AWSP, is that I care about principals and leaders, and I know the impact they can have on a life. Yeah, thank you. I, you know, and I can tell you that from a principal perspective, when we have a student come back uh, to visit our school, that's an honor. You know, when, when somebody feels like it's important enough and they remember us, for you to call out Mr. Hamilton right now, um, you know, that, that's, that's important, that's pretty cool. Oh, no, so. I, I, when I was speaking at my elementary school, it was so lovely, the ladies who were at the front desk 
um, were hearing a bit of my story because they came into the assembly. And so they went back into the archives and uh, found my cool. school pictures, right? And said, we understand what you went through. You probably didn't have the money, and we didn't. I didn't have any class pictures. They said, why don't you use your phone and take pictures of your class? And so I took all these pictures of me in uh, each of my awesome. grades. It was Very so cool. amazing to see that. So, you know, I mean, it just even more, um, you know, created this love for the, those destinations and those locales and the people there. Yeah, cool. So a big, uh, big thing that we heard from you at Summer Conference and a big part of your life is this idea of play. Right. And you know, one of the things that I worry about as a principal is that, you know, so many things in our, our work are high stakes, high impact. Um, and sometimes we almost get to the point where we feel like we don't have time for that. You know, that's that's not an OK part of our work. We've got other things to do. And when we do, it's about kids. So so what about adults in play? Why is why is that important? How where does that sit for you? And it's so interesting when you talk about adults in play and how adults like to marginalize it or think it's frivolous or it has no value, except on the weekends, right, where I make time for it. And mm -hmm. I like to always say it's serious business, and especially in the business of raising the next generation of leaders, makers, doers, and dreamers. So there's a beautiful quote from Stephen Johnson. He wrote this book called Wonderland, and he talks about, you'll find the future wherever people are having the most fun. Mm. So let's think about what do school buildings represent? They represent the future. Absolutely. So we need to have some fun in there. But when we start to recognize fun having purpose and play having purpose and right. elevating lives and community and connectedness and belonging and all these wonderful attributes from play and sport, right? It's amazing. So why would you marginalize that? Why would you just push it to the weekends? Why would you say we don't have time for that? Why wouldn't you find time, more time for recess and breaks? But not just for the students, but for your faculty and staff. Yeah. Because the more that you can find that time to come together around something we all have in common, we all have a play history. Mm -hmm. Every single one yeah. of us, yeah. everybody has a play history. Ron, what was your favorite game, activity, or sport as a child? Dodgeball. Done. Absolutely. Look at, you didn't even yeah. hesitate, right? <laughs> no, no. Right? And that answer didn't come from your head. It came from your heart. Yep. Right? That recollection, that memory, right? Mm -hmm. That fondness. And we all have that story. So if we start to think about that having value in bringing us together and leveling the playing field, if you will, mm -hmm. right now we can have this building energy, right? Literally building energy and the facade, the building has energy mm -hmm. because of fun and because of play, but we do it strategically. Hey, we want more communication amongst us. Let's go have some fun together first. Hey, we need more collaboration. Let's go have some fun, but let's actually have fun that is about collaboration, or fun that's about communication, or fun that's about conflict resolution. Mm. You can do that. So there are organizations that help with that kind of work. And so imagine if you actually were strategic, you started bringing those organizations like Playworks who help with recess advocacy. They come into your school building and they help you design recess better, but also they can do corporate recess. So imagine that for your staff and your faculty. Corporate so now, right? Yeah. How about that, right? Yeah. That's some good stuff, right? <laughs> so imagine you're doing that. Now it's game on. Now it's purposeful. Now it's just it's not frivolous at all. And as a leader, if you can actually demonstrate that there is intention behind all the things you're doing, your team, your faculty, your staff, your staffalty, as you like to say, mm -hmm. right, will join in. And I think that's what we have to be is more intentional about those moments 
and I think that they'll lean into it and recognize that you're not just doing it for the sake of play and fun. There's actually purpose behind yeah. it. You know, so I think about our, you know, our framework, Criterion One, talks about creating a culture, mm. right? And so, you know, have you created a culture where play is important and, you know, that, that allows other people to access relationships in different ways? Um, or have you created a culture where people are head down and things are so serious that we don't have time for that? And, and, and what does that and, ripple and look like? And connections, yeah. right? And so play really helps to instigate connections. And one, is the, one of the most fundamental things we all need is belonging. Yeah. And that's what it really creates is a sense of belonging, right? Through play and a shared experience. And that's the most one of the most fundamental shared experiences we can have is playing together. So I don't think you should ever marginalize it. You should, should celebrate it, elevate it, right? And find time for it. Yeah. What a great conversation to be able to have with a school leadership team is to be able to kind of take a look at what are you doing around play and in that world. Um, and how are you elevating that in your building and making that important? Yeah, and, I, and also just making sure that any of the leadership from your school board to your superintendent, that you're actually providing the why behind that. Yep. Like why play matters yep. and why we should not be marginalizing it, we should be celebrating it. And there's plenty of research, I'm happy to share that with you all, and there's plenty of information out there why you shouldn't be putting that to the side. Elevating it more and speaking to it more is I, I think the most, even more, it's, it's so important in this day and age because there is disconnection, mm -hmm. right? And we think there's a lot of things we don't have in common, but what if you could find that one common thing and that's belonging? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we think about you know, all the things going on in the world around us right now and there's kind of that one common thread is that you know, we like to have fun. We have the opportunity to connect that way. Yes, and we all have play histories, yeah. so why not celebrate that and recognize that? Yeah. Well, so you just mentioned it. So. You know, the most recent news episode, we talked about this new partnership that we're excited about with you. So, you know, I know that when, when you left the airport or left the summer conference, gave me a buzz at the airport and said, principals are my people. So talk to me about that. Why, how, how are principals, why this partnership? How are Princi principals your principals people? Principals are my people, man, because they are the reason I had success because they were my early encouragers. Yeah. They were the people who saw something in me when I didn't see anything in me. They were the people who saw something in me when I had low self-esteem, I didn't have confidence. Mr. Hamilton saw something in me. Mm. They identified that, hey, you're a good student. Hey, you're a strong reader. Hey, we need to encourage that more. And so he was one of the first people to greet me every morning when I came in for the free breakfast program. Mm. Mr. Hamilton was there, right? And a, a teacher or staff member sat down and ate breakfast with me. See, so these are things I remember. And so you go through life and you have success at whatever level and then you harken back to why is this happening? Well, I go back to Coopertown Elementary School and Mr. Hamilton and all the other, Ms. Coughlin, right? Ms. Don, Donovan, Ms. Mr. McCarthy, all these different people who helped me that were amazing people yeah. at that school. And so it's easy for me to say principals are my people, right? And people that work within the school systems, that's my people. I want to help them and elevate them, empower them, and make sure they show up as their best self, yeah. right? I want them to always be so confident that they're walking into that building and crossing that threshold, and I'm bringing the best me, yeah. right? I'm showing up the way I need to, like physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm showing up. Yeah. Right. And so that you can count on me to be that. And so this partnership was a natural thing. After that summer conference, I was so, you know, just 
taken aback by our conversation, but also the energy in the room. And that's why I called you so quickly and said, if there's a way for us to partner, I'm about it. Let's find mm -hmm. a way to do it. Yeah. And you were so wonderful with your response. Yes, yes, let's do that, Kevin. And so we've been working at that and chipping away at it. Now we've got this opportunity to uh, you know, bring 2019 in with this wonderful partnership, but even more so to advance this intention. Yeah. Well, and here it is. Here we sit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I, I love the way you phrase that about walking through the door of the best you. You know, and, and our kids deserve that every day, that the adults in their lives are coming through the door the best they can be, right? And so when we think about the principalship and, and walking through the door the best you can be every day, um, self-care seems to be a big piece of that, right? Because we're talking about having your batteries charged and ready for what the day brings. So can you talk a little bit about just what self-care looks like and sounds like to you? I, I'm sure that's a big part of what you do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's the only way that I can show up. Energy is, you know, I always say is my social currency, right? It's my mojo, yeah. right? Movement's my mojo, but energy I know is my social currency. It's the way I show up all the time. And I love that Scott was talking about, you know, rest, recuperate, right, and recover, mm -hmm. right, and those three things, but even more so, you know, it's just making sure that when you get ready to enter that building, whatever ritual, I would throw that in there too, what's your ritual? What is that thing that gets your mind right, your mindset, right, that you flip that switch, that when you get out of your car, you're walking towards the building, whatever it might be, it's like it's game on. Yeah. It's game on, right? And so are you getting the proper level of rest? Are you recuperating and replenishing your energy stores so that you go in with a level of confidence that bring it on, let's go. Right. And if you are having an off day, do you have that group of people that you believe got your back? Mm -hmm. And that's your staffalty. Right. That's your people in the building that right. got you. Right. They got you. Right. But it all starts with you, because if you're not showing up for them and supporting them in the right way and bringing the right kind of energy, then it's not going to be reflected back to you. And so self-care to me, really, I go back to that physical, right, mental right? Emotional and spiritual. Yep. I go to that. And I think that's really important that you think about it in those terms. So first, the bottom of that pyramid is your physical, you know, re energy, right? How are you taking good care of yourself? That's that rest. That's that how you're fueling yourself. It's how you're hydrating yourself. It's all those things. I go back to my athletic training background and human mm -hmm. performance and sports medicine. And these are all pillars right. of potential. Right? But if you're not taking care of those fundamental things, you're not going to be able to show up. So what are those very fundamental things when we look at it from the, the, the bedrock? It's your physical energy. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you're taking good care of yourself that way, you've got a fighting chance, if you will. Right. And then you go from there, right? And you just start building from there. But how are you taking care of yourself to make sure you can at least show up with mm -hmm. the, right, the requisite energy right, to meet the day? Right. And I think that's critical you know, in the way that we're going to be able to advance the next generation of leaders, makers, doers, and dreamers here in the state of Washington. Yeah. Well, we're excited because, you know, the, the principalship is this, there's kind of this drumbeat, right? There's mm -hmm. this cycle of the principalship that, you know, you walk through the door energized in September and, you know, here we sit in, in December and we're kind of just sliding into, into break <laughs> or maybe we're, we're kind of come, tumbling into break. Um, but then you come out the other side of that recharged. And, and so when I think about this just kind of natural cycle that occurs in our year, self-care is so important, but it also has a cycle to it as well. You yes. Know? Oh, absolutely. And I think you've got this window right now, right? Winter break. Mm -hmm. And so there's an amazing opportunity for self-care. So what do you need? You need to identify what is important to you. Maybe it is rest. 
right? But you can't shut all the way down because it's got to be active rest, I always say, right? Because right. if you shut all the way down, you're not going to be able to ramp up properly. Right. And it's going to be here before you know it, right? So what are some of those things? Are you getting a little bit more sleep? Are you hydrating a little better? Are you finding a chance to get some fresh air, some time with right. family? All those things or whatever it is that you know replenishes your energy and lifts you back up. Yep. Whatever that might be, you need to make sure that you commit to that and make time for that. And then you're going back into that new year, 2019, with this renewed sense of purpose, yeah. right? And that's really what it's going to be about. And yes, there's going to be times where you feel like, I got nothing, but that's where you've set your faculty and staff up to support you, right? And you've got people checking on you. And I always say it's got to be about collective energy. So how are we looking out for each other, right? How are we checking on each other? Do you, I know you use this term accountability buddy, right. right? Right? Or partner, whatever you want to call it. But who's, who's checking on your energy? Mm -hmm. Who's checking on your accountability around energy? And are you good today? Can I count on you? Yeah. And if you're honest and you say, I'm a little off today, then what do we need to do? Yeah. Because you're going to show up and you're going to be in front of someone. And if you're off, then that has a ripple effect. Yeah. So the more that we recognize the importance of that, the better we can show up. The better we show up, the more that permeates through the building, the more the building has this amazing, resounding energy, the more that the community of students are going through an amazing day, but also taking that back into their homes and their community. Wow. You know, and, and what a great opportunity for our building principals to be able to model that for their staff, right? Because the, the culture that we own in our building is the mm. culture that we set. Um, and it's the culture that, that, in conjunction with our leadership team, um, gives us the traction we need. So we have a, you know, I think we have a great opportunity to model that. Um, and if we don't, there's impacts, right? So, you know, what happens when you ignore self-care? Oh, oh, that, that's the that's the churn and burn, right? right. That's the that's the it, it's as they say, it's not very pretty, yeah. right? It, it can be something that can have such a dynamic impact on mm -hmm. others. And I think that's where a lot of leaders forget that, right? And so it's not about you when you've accepted the role as a leader. Yeah. It's always gonna be about the collective mm -hmm. and others. And so you're in service, right? But also you're in demand, mm -hmm. right? So there's always gonna be a demand on you and so you have to recognize that. But also you don't have to look very far if you've got a highly functioning culture or a dysfunctional culture. Right. It starts with you. Right. And the way that you show up each and every day, people will recognize how they will respond in kind. Yeah. If they are worried, you come in a hot mess all the time, right? <laughs> they are running, scattering from you, yep. right? Guess what? Right? <laughs> and it's happening in the building and people are talking about you. Yeah. They're creating stories and myths about you, right? And it starts with the way you show up. If you show up with this level of, of you know, you're earnest, you're present, you're focused, you're um, absolutely supportive, but you also are in abundance, mm -hmm. people recognize that. Yeah. And I think the more that you are coming in with this level of abundance, that means you did your work the night before. Right. Like you replenished, you recuperated, you rested. Right? And yes, I know there's sometimes you have less rest, but that's okay. You know that that's part of the deal. 
yeah. right? It's part of the deal. But if you're finding ways throughout the day to have these little moments of replenishment, mm -hmm. right? It's through hydration. It's through taking a short break. It's just being still for a little bit, right? It's going outside. Hey, I make a I make an appointment with me, right? Yes. And it's for five minutes, and I yes. go get some fresh air. Yep. Clear my mind, right? And the front office staff, they got your back. Right. You go do that. That's important because we need you. And you've got it. You've got to be able to come in and be present. Um, you know, AWSP did a, a survey mm. um, a little while back, and you know, 44% of the principals in our state that took the survey reported that they're working six days a week. Um, you know, we've got 70% that said that reported that they're working a 56 or more hour work week. And so when we talk about self-care and sustainability, you know, one of two things is going to happen. Your, your personal health and your personal relationships are going to suffer or you're just going to burn out. And if we want principals to um, be able to sustain their passion for their work um, and to, to not churn and burn out of a school system, we've got to address that, right? So it, it, talk, it comes back to that whole idea that you have to come through the door of the best you and you can't do that until you're taking care of yourself. Yes, and when you actually put a plan together, mm -hmm. right, and start to address it. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that people just think, well, if I have time off, I'm good. No, well, what are you going to do with that time off to ensure you're replenishing and recuperating and resting the way you need to? And so how are you being intentional about that? Yeah. And how are you putting together a, a program? Even if it's something that is seemingly you know, just a small little detail. My grandfather would say, how you do the little things is how you do all things. Right, right. How you do the little things is how you do all things. So what if you focused on one area that you could get better with? Maybe it's my rest and I get 15 more minutes or, right, or I make sure that I get that five minutes of fresh air, right? Or just some little detail that you can do that's gonna raise your game. Yeah. I think that could be yeah. so critical and such a, an amazing um, addition to your arsenal, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we know you're learned. Yes, we know you're professional. Yes, we know that you're amazing because you wouldn't have been elevated into the role that you're in without those attributes. But the one thing you're not is you're not this bottomless well of energy. You've got to replenish. You've got to recuperate. You have to rest so that you can show up and be present because being present is energy demanding. Yes. So the more that we understand that equation, right? That it's going to be pulled from me. I have to put back in, right? And recognize that. And maybe it's not always going to be equal. I love that whole idea of work-life balance. It's no, I think it's more of this agreement that it's going to be imbalanced. And so whichever way that it might potentially be imbalanced, we understand that. Right. But it doesn't have to stay out of balance forever. And I think that's it. When you talk about that, you know, it's kind of like breathing. We yes. breathe in and things happen from a chemistry standpoint, yes. and life gets out of balance. Our, our, our body goes out of balance, and then we breathe out. Yes. You know, and, but it's, it's understanding that the pendulum is gonna kind of move back and forth, and we can't allow it to stay out here. It's always undulating, right? right? It's yeah. always ebb and flow, and right. so just to understand that it's not this, um, this perfect equilibrium. They keep showing those scales, and I said that's the worst thing to show to people, yeah. because we always do this with our hands, work-life balance. I'm like, no, that's never going to be that because, oh, wait, something happened at home. Oh, wait, something happened in the school building that deserves my full attention. Right, right. And I agree that it deserves my full attention, yeah. right? And it's necessary for me to be able to advance this 
or to solve that. And so the more that we start to understand that, we really do address it and approach it with this understanding. It's about my energy, yeah. right? And so how do we take great care of our energy? We really have to understand just taking care of those little things, right? It's always gonna be, how do you eat that elephant one bite at a time? So don't overwhelm yourself yeah. with like, I don't have an hour. I don't have two hours to go to the gym. You might only need seven minutes. Yeah. You might you know, only find, need find five that, minutes. That workout. You might only need right three, whatever it might be. I just need fresh air. Fresh air always replenishes me, and that's enough right now. I, if when I have time, I'll do the other things, but that's what I need. Yeah. Then do that. But then start a regiment around that and have a discipline around that, mm -hmm. right? And get people to support you around that and allow you that time because they know it allows you to show up better, right? More effective, right? And more present. That's great. And, and I appreciate the small bites piece, right? Something as simple as, I'm actually going to eat lunch every day. We talk about physical, right? What, what's <laughs> happened to our body chemistry and our blood sugar? Refueling, Yeah, right? yeah. Right, yeah, and you start making some bad decisions when you don't have the fuel in you. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Hangry, right? Right. It's that hangry state. Right, <laughs> yes, yes. You're hangry. <laughs> Granola bar in your pocket, oh, something. Right. Yeah, and also the idea of grazing, right? Little meals throughout the day keep you fueled, right. right? And I think that's one of the key things people forget, right? It's like, it's not a matter of having a sit-down meal all the time. Sometimes you have to eat on the run, but it's the right things that are fueling you and grazing throughout the day. Five to six small meals is actually better for you, yeah. right? Because it keeps your metabolism going, your physiology revved up. It's wonderful that way for you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that's why we're, you know, excited about the partnership and the ability for you to be able to come and work with us because, you know, these are the things that I think we need to really start to tackle. Um, you know, we have great principals in our state that are doing phenomenal things with kids, and with staff and with parents. But um, sometimes I think even feel like it's a little bit selfish if mm. we're engaging in self-care. And, you know, to be able to start down this road of how are we doing this for ourselves? How are we modeling it for our staff? Because we want our staff to be charged and ready for kids, right? So in, able, in order to be able to establish this longer term, we've got to build a plan and we've got to be intentional about it. So really excited about that. No, yeah. I'm thrilled about yeah. it. And, yeah. and I can't wait to uh, dive into it in 2019 and really start to usher in this, uh, this thinking and yeah. this attitude, right? And, and you know, even more so to recognize that the work you do matters so much, and to know that my story exists in your building, I know that, but if you're not showing up the right way and that's not affecting the faculty and staff and front office people and all the people that will encounter that child who needs that encouragement, then it's not going to be the catalyst it needs to be. Right. And you've got this opportunity to be this human catalyst every single day, so why not, right? As Miss Lane would tell me, who was my CEO, my chief encouragement officer of my dreams and hopes and aspirations, and she was a school teacher for 32 years, she would always say, why not? You know, mm -hmm. So why not embrace energy? Why not embrace self-care? Why not embrace you being the best you? Right, all day, every day, as they like to say, right? That's and awesome. show up. And yeah. so I, I'm, I'm thrilled about our partnership and the potential it can bring, but even more so helping AWSP raise the game of all the principals and, and uh, faculty and staff here in the great state of Washington. Very cool. With a little bit of thanks. Little oh, bit of absolutely. Magic, right? Oh, yeah, come on. Oh, they're going to ask about this. Yeah, so no, no doubt. doubt the no doubt. So they're going to want to make sure that these, we're... These are custom pieces that I have... Um, 
made by an artist from here, from Washington. And one of the things that's so cool about it is he you know, does specific ones for me. So I only get two made. One is Thanks, and it says, which is so great, with 100% pure gratitude, which you all should always know, gratitude is something that we're providing you all and sharing with you all because we do appreciate you, even though you might not hear it all the time. And then the other one is Magic. Nice. Right, because I think we all should be reminding ourselves that we bring a little bit of our magic every single day, and it says uncork the possibilities, yes. and just remember a little bit of that wonder and excitement that you had when you were in grade school, and bring a bit of that wonder and excitement to the work that you bring every single day. So game on, no yeah. doubt, man. Yeah, awesome. We're excited about it. Um, stay stay tuned to the. Um, announcements and things coming down the road because uh, starting in January we're going to kick off and this will be work that we're going to carry through uh, through the end of June and beyond. So we're really excited about it and can't wait to get cruising. Done so, and done. Good done to and have done. you here. I appreciate right. you, Ron. Thanks a lot. Yep. Take care. Peace and play. Thanks for listening. To catch all of our episodes, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can watch AWSB TV and our other great video content. If you have ideas for guests or topics you'd like to hear about, shoot me an email at david at awsp.org. We'll do our best to make it happen. On behalf for all of us at AWSP, we hope you tune in again. Keep up the great work for kids, and we'll see you next time.